Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, and welcome. I'm getting some feedback here. Grant, uh, welcome to Chiefs Training Camp in St. Joe, Missouri. I'm Jay Binkley. Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Grant, we might uh, move something around there so I'm not hearing, that. hearing myself talk. I don't need to hear two of me up here in St. Joe, but we're at the Chiefs training camp 2021, day two, and the Chiefs have put music on for the players. No music yesterday. thought maybe the rookies had to earn it, but they didn't. Uh, but we got a lot of Chiefs fun training camp to go for you. Keep in mind the regular training camp starts this week on Wednesday. Cody and Gold will be up here, but this is the second day of rookies practicing. So the rookies, quarterbacks, and then guys that were injured last year, uh, Taco Charlton up here with the rookies, uh, Ty- or, um, Juan Thornhill up here with the rookies, um, and DeAndre Baker is supposed to speak today, so looking forward to hear from DeAndre Baker, because I thought last year DeAndre Baker was the guy the Chiefs got from the Giants, and again, you're talking a first-round pick, pick number 30. Actually, and they traded for Mike Hughes, they have the 2018-2019 first-round picks at corner, pick 30. Of course, Mike Hughes at UCF, a big return guy, but often injured. DeAndre Baker, he just needed to find a good place. He came here to Kansas City. Things are working out for DeAndre Baker. They didn't work out for him in New York with the Giants, but things were going smoothly here with the Kansas City Chiefs as he kept progressing each and every week. Then got that start against the Chargers when the Chiefs um, rested a bunch of starters, even though the Chargers will tweet out a video and show Justin Herbert winning that game and scoring points on Chiefs backups, but that's neither here nor there. But DeAndre Baker got a sack in that game. That was part of the five straight games with the sack for the Kansas City Chiefs at the cornerback position. As a matter of fact, the uh, DeAndre Baker got one of those in that game, but uh, Legereus Sneed got four in a row, two before that, then two after going into the postseason. So that's how they got their sacks. But he's up here as well. Taco Charlton, I think, kind of on that prove-it year part two. Last year was a prove-it deal for Taco. I liked what I saw, liked the progress he showed with his defensive unit. But he's back again this year. And I felt that uh, had he not got injured last year, he would have been looking maybe for a multi-year contract in the NFL this year. doesn't happen that way. He's back with the Kansas City Chiefs. Really the same thing with Demarcus Robinson at wide receiver. Because last year was going to be the year in the offseason he went out and got a multi-year deal um, with another football team. But it didn't work out. And he comes back to the Chiefs for one year, back again with the Chiefs for one year. So he's kind of on a prove-it type situation with the Kansas City Chiefs. But, Grant, uh, is it raining back in Kansas City? It's not raining yet. It looks like rain is imminent, though. You know what, though? It was weird, man, because when I left to go up to St. Joe, you got these clouds kind of 
you kind of see dark clouds off to the south, and I was like, oh, man, well, the Chiefs will still have practice. What they'll do is let's go indoors instead of outdoors, and it's no big deal for them because there's no fans out here. But they would you know, like to be out here on the grass um, and have a little bit more space and practice out here. It's where all the stuff is. But they could have moved inside, but they didn't. But St. Joe had a little bit of that cloudiness coming through, but there's nothing here now, Grant. This practice is going to go off without a hitch with this weather in Kansas or in St. Joe. Yeah, the the radar does not look kind, but, you know, nothing better than results. So the radar does not look kind in Kansas City, but it's fine here in St. Joe, and that's the that's the mix. If you ever venture, I know you're a younger guy, Grant. You just got out of K-State, and uh, but you are from the Kansas City area. Did you ever venture up to training camp uh, kind of just uh, with your dad or maybe a little excursion through the I, past? I never did. I always wanted to, but it was never in the cards. This is the year to do it. And the one thing I like about it is it's in St. Joe. We talked about it a lot yesterday. The Chiefs are one of 27 teams, or excuse me, 27 teams are staying at home. They're one of five teams in the National Football League that has practice up in St. Joe. So it's a little bit different situation for those Kansas City Chiefs. But the bottom line is probably going to hear today around 11 o'clock or so, maybe a little bit after. From DeAndre Baker, looking forward to hearing from him, the former first-round pick that had suffered that injury last year. Really could have seen some from DeAndre Baker. And I know the Chiefs weren't active in free agency or the draft when it came to the corner position, but they pro- they feel pretty confident in Traverius Ward, Legereus Sneed, bringing back Rashad Fenton, and then what they get out of Mike Hughes. Because, again, when Mike Hughes was drafted 30th overall in the first round a couple years ago to the Minnesota Vikings, high hopes. He was on that undefeated team at Central Florida, the one that calls itself national champions, even though you and I both know, Grant, that uh, Alabama probably would have been the true champion, not UCF, but neither here nor there. But he's a member of that team, and he's trying to stay healthy. When healthy, this guy's good. He's a great kick returner. He's good at the cornerback position. And DeAndre Baker, what more can you say about this guy in college? In my opinion, he was probably one of the – two or three top cornerbacks coming out of Georgia when he came out in the draft. Still a young guy on that first contract, and he has a chance to prove it with the Kansas City Chiefs. Fortunately, got injured last year, but you, know, you talk to anybody around here, just the progressions he was showing with the Kansas City Chiefs look good for DeAndre Baker. It's good to see him out here with the rookies, uh, just kind of warming up, getting acclimated uh, to the Chiefs. And Chiefs are going through warm-ups right now out here on the field. And, and it's funny because... You know, some of these guys, like Patrick Mahomes yesterday, was just dialing it up like you'd expect. I mean, like no let off at all. I mean, that arm just, it's like right back to where he was playing last year. It's unbelievable. The foot's fine. He's even mentioned that you've seen it. He's done the golf tournaments and all that. The foot has progressed. He's done his training. Mahomes is 100% ready to go for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a couple other quarterbacks up here, Grant. I know you've heard about him being a college football fan. Chad Henney, obviously, is up here. Uh, of course, any given any any Sunday that he had from the Cleveland Browns last year in the Cleveland Browns game, but Shane Bouchelle's up here. You remember him from the Big Twelve? Yeah, and then he went to SMU, SMU. right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, finished yeah. up at SMU, but it was a starting quarterback liked in Texas. Him at Texas. Hmm? I always liked him at Texas. I thought he was good. Yeah, I did too. But uh, he was good at SMU. I mean, he was good. There wasn't room for him there. Obviously, two starters they had at Texas with Ellinger, so he ends up moving on. Anthony Gordon is here as well. And uh, I don't know if you remember him. He was uh, at Washington State with Mike Leach and that, uh, that that spread offense that he had. Did you realize his last year he threw for 2,000 more yards and 16 more touchdowns than Justin Herbert? Yeah, I did not recognize that. Yeah, I'm not, not saying, he's, saying he's Justin Herbert. I'm just saying 
fighting for a job, fighting for that third string, which on this team is cake, man. You're behind Mahomes and Henny. It's got to be absolutely perfect if you're one of those guys and in that situation. But the other rookie that uh, spoke yesterday was Noah Gray. Looking forward to seeing what he's going to do, and I have high hopes for him. And the Chiefs have been searching for that tight end. They like Noah Gray. You go back to the Senior Bowl. You go back to the, the scouting Duke this year in the in the previous year. This is one of the guys they earmarked, one of the guys they went out and signed so they can run that two tight end, 12 personnel. And I think it gives uh, the, this team a little bit more flexibility. You know, talking to Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs yesterday, he was talking about that. And, and Mitch was kind of on board, you know, with the whole the Chiefs get a tight end because it's been since 2015. And, you know, they've been fortunate. Travis Kelsey's been a healthy go. He's been a guy that's always going to be there. It's a pinnable guy. But, you know, they haven't drafted a tight end since James O'Shaughnessy, so Noah Gray comes in here and they bring back Blake Bell so they can run 12 or 13 personnel. That is two tight ends and a running back or three tight ends and a running back as Andy Reid likes the multiple tight end sets for the Kansas City Chiefs. But one thing stood out to me, Grant, and it stood out to me in a big way, and I've been talking about this guy a lot. We talked to Mitch Holtis about this guy. He was raving about this guy. Matter of fact, Trey Smith's the name. He said if they were playing the night, he could be the starter. Like, he is that good. I like his attitude. I like the physicality. He brought up Coleccio Simile. I kind of look at that because Coleccio Simile kind of brought a touch of the nasty to the Chiefs last year before he got hurt. But this is what he said in his press conference yesterday, and this should get every Chiefs fan excited. Beating people up, man. I love just, like, knocking someone down, rolling over them, you know, just talking in their head after the play's over with. But uh, it's just sort of my personality. If you know me, I'm sort of a goon. But I just really enjoy the violence aspect of playing football. <laughs> like the violent aspect of playing football. And he talked, you know, with Jeff Schwartz on the big boy club about taking your will away. And I just love the attitude of this offensive line. I think it's been refreshing. It's been fun watching these rookies out here as well. And one thing about this rookie minicamp is it's good for these guys to get acclimated to their positions, get on the football field before the veterans show up, before the guys walk down the hill that they're trying to take their job. You know, get out here, get your feet wet a little bit, because things are going to be different. They're getting a lot of tension now, getting a lot of coaching. Uh, sure, Mahomes is out here. I'm, I'm sure that uh, that's cool for them. But the, the guys they're competing at at their own jobs will be walking down that hill on Wednesday. And things start to change at training camp as the intensity ratchets, ratchets up a few notches. But I'll say this. I talked to Mitch about it. He brought it up about this coaching staff, because it's the one thing people aren't really talking about this year with the Chiefs. All these guys are back. I mean, a select few, like Ken Flagel was brought in on defense for linebackers. Dylan McCullough went back to Indiana. He likes the college game. He was the running backs coach here. Craig Lewis goes from wide receiver to running backs coach, so he's familiar with these players. But the key cogs, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Mike Kafka, the offensive brain trust back for this for the Kansas City Chiefs and on defense. Spags is back. Dave Merritt, Sam Madison, Madhouse, Brendan Daly. Again, I think they have three, maybe four possible future head coaches on this roster, but they're all back. Three straight AFC title games. Nobody goes out and grabs them. They went out and uh, stayed the same. And it's really an unbelievable thing that people aren't talking about in the NFL, but even as Mitchell was saying, that the inner workings you wouldn't believe. The offense talks to the defense. They share information. They share knowledge. And I've always thought that with football teams. But the problem is a lot of times you go, offensive coordinator's got a bit, a bit of an ego. Defensive coordinator's got a bit of an ego. And when you look at a lot of teams, they're not on the same page. But the problem is, if you're a defensive coordinator, that offensive coordinator on your team could help you because they know what defenses you're running. You know what your weaknesses are. They know how to exploit you and vice versa. 
The defense knows what the weaknesses are on the offense. They should share information. A lot of times that's not done, but it's done here. It's the big difference. Spags, the open communication between him and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, And then, as I asked Mitch yesterday, I was like, you know, Andy Reid schemes offenses to beat defenses. This guy knows more about defense. Yeah, forget about the fact that he's an offensive coach, you know, cut his teeth, offensive line coach, and cut his teeth up with the Green Bay Packers on that offensive staff to being a head coach in the NFL to one of the best play callers in the NFL. He knows defense as well. If they can get on the same page as his coaching staff, and it sounds like they do with the open communication between these teams, I'm fired up. I'm excited about that. Our phone number, 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610 as well. Coming up next, though, we'll talk to Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com. Pete Sweeney from ArrowheadPride.com drops in here with me in St. Joe, live here at the practice facility. We'll talk to Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com, next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To the Chiefs training camp special, I'm Jay Binkley, live in St. Joe, right by the practice facility. Rookies, quarterbacks, and a few select uh, injured veterans from last year up in St. Joe. It might be raining back in Kansas City, but it's absolutely perfect here in St. Joe for day two of practice. Actually, the training camp kicked off. I know the veterans show up next week. You might consider that the first day of training camp. Sean Watson, he's showing up to the Texans. That's a big deal. So he didn't get fined 50000 a day. We still don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing besides tweeting out pictures of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen in the last dance. But anyway, Ron Kopp from AirheadPride.com joins us now. Ron's a contributor to the show and, of course, a big part of ArrowheadPride.com. Welcome to training camp, Ron. Jealous of you. You're already up there. You're already getting able to see everyone practice. You're talking about Mahomes looking good already. I'm jealous, man. I want to be up there. He is, and my eyes are going to be trained, too, on the center position. I know this is this is comical and something that a lot of people 
don't consider, but Creed Humphrey, the ambidextrous center that can stamp from the left or the right, right? You go back and watch a lot of college film, he's stamping from the left. He can do it from the right as well. Left's his more dominant hand, but it's those little things like that, Ron, that brings me to see the rookies practice. I got to see the ambidextrous center. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm I'm happy with Creed. I, I I heard him Friday. You know, he's talking about how he talked to Mitchell Schwartz at his, the OL Mastermind Summit. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. I, I, it's really cool to hear that Schwartz is kind of because think about it. I mean, who who knows these, this offense and this system and just the culture of this team more than Mitchell Schwartz, even on the team. You know, even even guys that are on the team right now probably don't know as much as Schwartz does. So it's good for him to chop it up with him at OL Mastermind, but also just everyone else and. I also think it's kind of a cool thing that Humphrey and Trey Smith, both rookies, were both at OL Masterminds, both guys invited. You know, I don't think a lot of teams have two rookies offensive linemen being able to go to there and get, and get you know, advice and tips from all those other linemen that are there. So I think that's a huge, huge thing. I think that goes to show you how, how cool or how good this uh, rookie duo is we have at the interior offensive line in Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey. Ron's got an article up at arrowheadpride.com talking about uh, Creed Humphrey at that O-line masterminds. If people don't know what that is, it's basically, it's basically a group of current and former NFL linemen to get together, and they have a summit. It's kind of like tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey's tight end camp, right? Him and George Kittle put on this thing in Olsen where they invite, I think they invited 16, 17 tight ends, and up being around 30, something like that. They bring in all these tight ends. They work with the youth. And they do that. It's kind of a fraternity amongst linemen is basically what it is. But it doesn't surprise me that Mitch Schwartz kind of helped these guys out. He's been getting Tooney up to speed. He's almost almost like an unpaid coach for the Chiefs, to be honest with you, Ron. Yeah, and I've heard him on your guys' airways, you know, earlier in the offseason. He came on a few times, I think, yeah. with B-Dot. And you, and you heard him. You know, he wasn't ruling it out. He wasn't ruling back coming back or ruling out coming back. And I know it may be a little bit of a long shot, especially now that we're at camp and we still haven't heard much of that, but – who knows? You know, maybe he's just recovering. He's, he's he's feeling better and better, and he's he's staying. He's keeping the connection with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, strong. You know, he's not letting that that uh, he's not cutting the cord or anything. Uh, you know, burning any bridges. So who knows? Maybe Mitch is. You know, well, maybe we'll hear some news on him sometime. You know. Well, the Swartz brothers are cut out for coaching indoor media. I mean, you, you hear Jeff all the time on uh, he he does a, he does stuff on radio. He does radio programs. Uh, he does that big boy club, which is offensive line, like quarterback camp with Gruden, but he does it with offensive line. Hey, these guys will be coaches or in the media. That, that's exactly what they'll do. They're, they're kind of nice guys. But Mitch Schwartz, I mean, he's sitting there working with Tooney, getting him up to speed, and Creed Humphrey, Orlando Brown, and these type of guys. He didn't have to do that. That's just a guy that's, you know, this guy screams coach to me. You know, if he's not going to play, I know Cynthia Freeland, NFL.com, put out an article where she was linking free agents before Melvin Ingram signed in Pittsburgh. She linked him to Kansas City and linked Mitch Schwartz to Pittsburgh because, you know, Pittsburgh lost three-fifths of their offensive line in this offseason. But she did bring up the fact with the back and whether he's going to play or not. But uh, how about old friend Austin Ryder finally getting the chance to, uh, to go talk to the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, I know. I, I, I find it kind of almost amusing that it took this long for us to hear any news on Ryder this offseason. I think, and we talked about this a little last time I was on with you, but I think that shows you just how – how downtrodden the offensive line was last year at times. You know, when Ryder is, is the guy that was actually the most constant presence on the line uh, for most of the season, uh, especially in the Super Bowl, he was the only starter left, and he couldn't even get a look all offseason until right before training camp. So I think that shows you how much they're improving. Even if Cree Humphrey 
doesn't start right away. Even in Austin Blythe, I think that's a, that's an improvement over Austin Ryder. But I do think Humphrey's going to be the starter this year. I think they wanted to go the Mitch Morse route where, you know, Morse didn't start right away, but, you know, he was a center pretty quick, and, and he was a center all four years of his rookie deal before he left in free agency. I think yeah. that's what you want to see from Humphrey. Hopefully, obviously, he's able to be retained after his rookie deal and not have to deal with the concussion stuff that Mitch Morse did. But I think they want to, they want to get on that train again, getting a young center in here, build, uh, grow up with the homes a little bit, and you have that constant presence there. See, I'm with you. And center's a, center's an interesting position. It's kind of the quarterback of that offensive line. And I remember when Ron D. Hudson was drafted from Florida State to the Chiefs. You know, he was a starting guard at Florida State, a highly decorated, probably the most highly decorated offensive lineman in ACC history. Now, Bobby Bowden would put him in for cups of coffee at the center position, but he didn't start at center until he got to the National Football League. And now, look, he's taken off as one of the best centers. Mitch Morse, same situation, was a starter at Missouri. Then he goes to other parts, a guard and tackle at Mizzou, because Evan Bain was the center at Missouri. Not Mitch Morse, but he gets the NFL, and all of a sudden, you're a center again. I'll never forget the Chiefs a couple years ago trying Cam Irving at the center. And I remember, you know, audio from him back in Cleveland saying, I don't want to make the line calls. I don't want to do this. I'm a tackle. It's what I'm at. I'm not a center. Well, he was going to start at center one day for the Cleveland Browns, but the guy named Austin Ryder ended up starting for Cleveland and got hurt, made one start, made his way to the Chiefs, and became a starter as a battery mate with Patrick Mahomes. And you know what's weird, Ron, is he was listed as one of the top 50, 55 free agents from NFL.com before the season. It took till yesterday or two days ago for me to hear about him going on a visit. That shows you how coaches – how media, the fans look at the differences of players because here's a guy that was going to be a hot name for a center, but yet he was still out there on the market when the Chiefs clearly moved on. Isn't that interesting how that works? Yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, you, and, and that's one thing with the Chiefs in the Mahomes era is they've, even if it's not been the highest talented experienced guys, they've always had experience at center. You know, Morse was the center in, his, in Mahomes' first year. But then you had a writer come in, even though he didn't play a lot in Cleveland, he still had experience. He still was an NFL experienced guy. And then we saw Kilgore last year come in as well. He's obviously a veteran with a lot of experience. But now they're going with a rookie. Now they're, they're, or, you know, they're likely going to go with a guy that hasn't played any NFL snaps before. If he does start week one, it'll be his first NFL experience. And that is kind of a difference from what they've had with Mahomes at the center position. So it goes to show you that they're willing to sacrifice that experience aspect of it for maybe a little more higher talent upside. And, you know, if you do get him this experience in his rookie year, all of a sudden in that second year three, year four, maybe he does become one of the top centers in the league because, hey, a second-round pick, and, and like you just mentioned with Hudson and Morse, they both have, they both became one of the better centers in the league um, pretty quickly in their careers because they got that early starting experience. Well, between Creed Humphrey, Humphrey too. Yeah, between Creed Humphrey and Leonard Dickerson, I mean, you know, Creed Humphrey, in some people's eyes, the best center in the draft this year. I mean, the Chiefs. Got him. A lot of people thought that maybe he's going to go in the first round. Obviously, this draft was weird where a lot of first-rounders ended up going to second-rounders or guys that were second-rounders, French third-rounders third like an Alex Leatherwood goes in the first round to the Raiders. It was an interesting draft in that respect. But Creed Humphrey did not give up sacks, hardly penalized at Oklahoma. You talk to people that covered that team, and they, lo- and they love what he was able to do. And he played for great quarterbacks at Oklahoma. High-paced offense with Lincoln Riley would fit right into the Chiefs. But I'll say this. It would be nice you know, to pair him with Mahomes for the future. Because I remember Aaron Rodgers sure liked Corey Lindsey a lot 
with the Green Bay Packers, their center. He goes off to the Chargers this offseason. So I know the whole Devontae Adams situation, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, but he did lose his center as well, which I'm sure Aaron, uh, he gets mad about everything. I'm sure he's mad about that too. But are you 100% in lockstep that he'll be the starter? I feel that Austin Blythe will have something to say about that. That's the guy that the Chiefs brought in the offseason, started for the Rams, both the guard, moved over to center when Brian Allen got hurt. But he had the third most snaps last year in the NFL playing the center position. Andy Reid covets that type type of experience. Yes, and, and I just and I just pointed to that, right? I just you know, yeah. it is true. The Chiefs have wanted experience at the center position. They haven't thrown in someone completely inexperienced yet while Mahomes has been the quarterback. And I think that's been the smart strategy. You don't want to especially when he's growing into the league, Mahomes, you know, you want some veteran center to help him with, with protection calls and stuff when he's first getting into it. But now that Mahomes is that veteran, I think they can, you know, sacrifice some of that veteran experience in terms of the pass protection stuff because Mahomes should know it by now, right? We all know he's a super smart dude, and we all know he's gotten that stuff down. So I do think at this point, as much as they experience that veteran that veteran uh, experience from Austin Blythe, which is is a big thing, you know, he, like you just mentioned, he has played a lot of center in the league for for good offenses too, for high powered offenses. But I do think, I, I if I were them, and and I think this will be the case. Give Humphrey that starting position now. Let him do, get it through his lumps and his ups and downs in a, as a rookie. Mahomes will help him through that kind of stuff in terms of the communication. And he did a lot of that at Oklahoma, too. So I, I don't think it's something that we'll have to worry about too much. But I do think I, I'd rather have him get that experience now, go through his ups and downs. And then, you know, like I said, year two, three, four, man, you know, we might have, one, you know, above average, top of the, top of the average center in the league. Austin Blythe, 29 years old. He was drafted the seventh round. And for the Rams, he's been a starter at guard. It's 2017, 2018, 2019. Started the way he ended up playing a few games at center in 2019. Then was their center for 16 games a season ago. So two solid years of only starting at right guard, plus a little combination of center and guard. And last year he started at center. And I'll be honest with you, I think he's kind of the uh, equation people don't talk about. I think if he doesn't win the center job, he then becomes a viable target for the right guard position. But if you listen to Mitch Holtis yesterday, and I know you listened to it, Ron, when he was when he was talking about Trey Smith. I mean, he was sitting there doing a one-on-one with him. We like what Trey Smith has to say. He said if they were going to play a game tonight, he might be the starter at right guard. I found that very uh, revealing. Yeah, man, what about that Trey Smith quote? I know you already touched on it today, but, man, you know, Trey Smith knows how to – to soak the hype flames, you know he he knows how to get the Chiefs kingdom going with that kind of quote. I mean, we love to hear that as football fans. That's what you want from your offensive lineman, someone that just really wants to hurt somebody in, in the in the realm of the game, obviously, but just violence. You know, I, I love that to hear from him. And if the Chiefs do kind of transition, and we talked about it this offseason, transition to more of a a gap scheme rather than, you know, there have been traditionally a zone running scheme where you don't have a lot of pulling guards all the time. If they do kind of go to a gap scheme more, you want your pulling guard to be violent, right? You want him on that run side defensive end to kick him out and take him out of the equation, you know, really just five yards, blow him out of the way. Or if he's pulling up through the hole, you want him to take on a linebacker and bury him into the ground rather than just get in front of him. And that's the kind of mentality Trey Smith has. So, I believe it, man. You know, if, if they really want to have that kind of mentality, you know, do more pulling guard kind of stuff, they want Trey Smith to be that guy. I can see it because if he's got that mentality and he has the physical traits, maybe you can sacrifice some of the stuff that comes with the rookie mental stuff. You can sacrifice that kind of stuff for a guy 
that's going to go in and bury someone and, and really want to knock someone out rather than, you know, maybe one of these other veteran guards like a LGT who, you know, he's a functional guard, but might not have that same violent streak that Trey Smith does. I mean, you're talking about Tooney. He's got the Super Bowl rings. He's the only player in NFL history to start his first three years in the Super Bowl, which he did when he was with the Patriots. So he brings over that mentality. you got Orlando Brown that's uh, from Oklahoma as well, but a, a road grader on the offensive line, somebody I think they're going to they're gonna keep long-term here in Kansas City. But then that right, right side of the line situation opens up. Maybe rookies, Ron. We're sitting here talking about Trey Smith at right guard. Maybe Creed Humphrey at center. That's two rookies right there. I know ESPN Insider did a deal, and they didn't think any rookies would start on this offensive line. I completely disagree with that. Then it comes down to the battle at right tackle between Lucas Niang, who, who looks – who has shed some pounds just looking at him out here and through OTAs. He looks good, so he's going to be battling with Rimmers. I mean, there's a slim possibility. I say 20% chance you have three starters that are rookies on the right side of the line. I don't think it ends up being that way. I do feel Rimmers ends up getting that job at right tackle, but it's a situation where these rookies are expected to come in here to camp and perform if we're talking two rookies possibly starting on the offensive line. Yeah, and the thing with Lucas Niang is Andy Reid, you know, touched on touched on how he's this giant bear with beautiful feet, or however he put it, and I and I love that because I think the Chiefs, and we can all see it, they are just getting bigger on the offensive line, more you know, more aggressive, more you know, able to just be powerful on the offensive line, and Lucas Niang would bring that over a guy like Mike Remmers. I agree with you. I think Remmers will probably be the day one starter just because of his veteran experience. I think he played pretty well at right tackle last year, and I do think the Chiefs value that experience and maybe just someone who who can uh they can trust a little more offensive tackle rather than guard you know guard maybe they can experiment a little bit with a guy that doesn't have as much experience and even center too just any of those interior offensive line positions but tackle they might value experience a little more just because you know if you're getting beat around the edge you know that's a lot harder to to counter or get Mahomes to avoid rather than maybe a guy that you know, if, if you're a guard and you're getting beat, you know, maybe the center of the tackle can help you a little bit. You're on an island out there as a tackle. So I agree with you. I think Remmers probably wins it. But when Niang does get in there, and I do think there's a chance that Niang, you know, over the time in the season could, could win that job, just, you know, learning in practice and, and gaining, you know, uh, all that experience in practice and all that. I do think Niang could get it. And if he does, he is a much bigger dude. And that just goes to show you that the Chiefs really do want that, that bigger style of lineman this year. And Lucas Niang fits that perfectly. And if, if they all three can start, that just shows you in the future they're going to have a really solid offensive line, you know, and, and it's going to be a long-term thing. This isn't just short-term for this year that the offensive line is going to be improved. And, and, you know, year two two or three, a lot of these guys, all of a sudden this Chiefs offensive line might be something that we've seen in the early 2000s with the really ropes and the, and the Will Shields and, and that bully offensive line. This offense could get to that point if all these guys hit their ceiling. Yeah, they're restructuring this offensive line. They were going for that touch of nasty. I call them the light switch guys because you just never know what you're going to get with these guys. They're great guys off the field, but, man, they're about business when they get on the field. And it's going to make Clyde's job better. It's going to make Mahomes' job better. I mean, Clyde, perfect situation for him. Sitting back there, he's not going to be facing eight-man fronts behind Patrick Mahomes. you got this offensive lineman that's a bunch of road graders that's got that nasty attitude. He's going to benefit. Ron, if we flip to the other side of the ball with the cornerback situation, two of the guys that I'm really going to be watching – well, one of them's here now in DeAndre Baker, but Baker and Hughes to see what they can do. Again, we're talking about first-round picks just since 2018, both of them, 18 and 19, first-round picks. So the Chiefs are trying to see what they have in those guys. They believe in Sam Madison and Dave Merritt, the secondary guys, plus Magnola. He's an old secondary guy himself, so they've got a lot of acumen back there 
at defense to bring these guys up a level. But I'm really curious to see Hughes and DeAndre Baker. Yeah, we've heard Spags this offseason. He, he basically told us that cornerback one and two, for sure, you know, uh, no doubt, are Sneed and Ward. He said those words. You know, he said cornerback one and two. But he did not give any other name out in, in the cornerback group. So I really do think that third position is up for grabs. I think Fenton is, has become a little underrated, Rashad Fenton. I think he's played well when he's had to in the past. And I think he's a guy that maybe we've kind of forgotten about a little bit. He is a sixth-round pick, so it's not like he's this big name or, or big, you know, we didn't spend a lot of draft capital on him. So I think Fenton should be, you know, uh, the favorite in that, in that group. But Hughes and Baker, like you mentioned, their first-round picks, they have the pedigree. And the guy like Baker, we've seen him play one full season and haven't really seen him since. You know, it's hard as a, as a cornerback to come in and play right away, play really well. That's why you don't really see cornerbacks, even if you're t- picked really highly, like a, a guy like Jeffrey Okuda last year. It's really hard to come in and play really well in, in your first season. So maybe, you know, that, that experience that, that, you know, year two, three, as Baker gets into it, maybe that's when he really starts to shine is this year. And, and it is really good to hear that he's on the practice field. You know, breaking a leg that late in the season, it, there's no guarantee you're, you make it to training camp. And, and that's really good to hear. And a guy like Hughes, too. I mean, both of them are just – it, it gives you confidence that the – or the Chiefs have confidence in this group. And it's kind of proven by the fact they didn't bring in a Bashad Breeland, right? Bashad Breeland only got signed for about $4 million. You'd think that's an easy deal for the Chiefs to make. And I think it was even less than that, actually. Now I but think they didn't about want it, to do it. That speaks volumes that they didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like It speaks volumes they didn't do it. They had the opportunity. They could have done it, but they didn't do it. It speaks volumes. It goes back to what they see on the practice field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, and and so that, I think that shows you, and that's actually I'm, I'm writing an article about what we can learn from the Chiefs' off-season actions this year, is that they trust this young cornerback group. They trust this group of five and even six if you count Bo Peep Keys. They have confidence that these guys can play well enough, and, and that's that's been the, the M.O. of Beach's era, right? I mean, he hasn't spent a lot on cornerback in general, and even, you know, the biggest move he's made has been just signing a Bashad Braylon to one-year deals. I mean, that's that's the biggest move he's made, so... But I, I do think it gives you confidence in the cornerback group. And, and if either Baker or Hughes steps up, that gives you four solid guys that you like because I think Ward and Snead are, are established guys that play well in the system. Even if Ward, I think, has his limitations, I think he knows how to play in this system and he understands his role. And I think you can have confidence in this cornerback group, especially with the safeties kind of helping them out behind them, uh, you know, being safety blankets a little bit. That's Ron Kopp, at Ron underscore Kopp, K-O-P-P, arrowheadpride.com. Does a fantastic job on the Out of Structure podcast with Matt Stegner. There's a lot of work in the busy season starting for Ron over at arrowheadpride.com, and I'm sure we'll hear from him on the Arrowhead Pride radio show throughout the season as well on Wednesday nights. Thanks a ton, Ron. Yeah, Jay, I appreciate it. Grant, uh, coming up next, though, I want to talk about this. something going on with, with other camps. Not the Chiefs camp, but it may be a contender to the Kansas City Chiefs and why I don't consider this team a contender, even though some are. We'll get into that. We'll talk to Pete Sweeney at 10 o'clock, but all that coming up next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Chiefs training camp coverage. Day two, rookies, quarterbacks, and select few injured veterans from last year. Up at St. Joe, you listen to 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's Dr. Ron Kopp from ArrowheadPride.com. We'll talk to the leader of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, in just a few minutes. But one thing I brought up, Grant, was the Tennessee, well, I didn't bring them up, but I said the team maybe on the bubble that people were looking forward to was the Tennessee Titans. You expecting anything from these guys? I know that Julio Jones goes over there, but I'm looking at that defense. It was 29th in the NFL. They drafted Caleb Farley, who opted out, one of the first opt-outs last year, who had a surgery, and it didn't take, like the vertebrae in his back, had that rehab surgery in March. I'm shocked that the Tennessee Titans still picked him up. Bud Dupree, who's coming off a torn ACL, both those guys going to the physically unable to perform list, the pup list for the Tennessee Titans. Julio Jones can't play defense for him. That's why I don't uh, consider the Titans a valid team. I mean, they're a playoff team for sure, though, right? Maybe. I mean, maybe. You I mean, don't I think, think they're... I, I think we look too much at Derrick Henry. And if he goes well, listen, 2,000 yards, listen. If Derrick Henry goes, he can go. I think Tannehill feeds off Derrick Henry's injury. I like A.J. Brown, and I like... Uh, Julio Jones, they do lose John Smith at tight end. He goes to the Patriots. But the defense is what was holding the Titans back last year. And here's two guys they brought in, Caleb Farley, the draft pick at corner, who is questionable. I mean, he has his injuries, but yet they still go Caleb Farley. He's on the pup list. Now Bud Dupree, both guys, I know they're hoping for Bud Dupree for the start of the season. He did have that ACL late, but those are big misses for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I suppose so, but you don't think they're at least a playoff team? They could be. There's seven teams, though, man. I mean, what is New England going to have anything to say with it? They did spend $137.5 million in, in free agency, the second most amount ever. The Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. They were a double-digit win team last year. Uh, Tua said some things in the offseason that made me scratch my head about not knowing the playbook. I think he's uh, on uh, Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins type watch uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Um who knows what happens to them? I mean, these teams move on from quarterbacks quickly. Could the Dolphins end up doing that? I don't know. But, I mean, there's the Dolphins, uh, the Patriots in the mix for that other playoff spot. I just think there's going to be interesting things. I think the Steelers, I think, are going to be fighting for one of those playoff spots too. People automatically put them right in there. But uh, they lost a lot of talent, including three-fifths of that offensive line, and losing a stud like Bud Dupree on that defense for people to automatically assume just because Ben Roethlisberger lost weight that all of a sudden this team was going to be good last year. Well, last year everybody thought the 11-0 and start was a facade. Yeah, I, I suppose, and I think that I agree we are maybe playing too much into the, oh, they got Julio and they have Derrick Henry and A.G. Brown and, and, and. But yeah. I think they're still a playoff team. Maybe. 
Maybe. But if something happens to Derrick Henry, that team's done. They're just done. That's true. And I don't trust Ryan Tannehill at all. Well, Tannehill, I know he's got these numbers and people try out the stats he's put up the last couple of years. They try to compare him to Patrick Mahomes and all this. But the bottom line is, what are you doing in the postseason? They had their opportunity against the Chiefs and they lost. And if you go back and look at his numbers, some of the nice passing numbers, you know, having to coincide with Derrick Henry, you know, taking, listen, he's going to see eight-man fronts. Tannehill is throwing against a different defense than what Mahomes throws against. Because when teams line up to play the Kansas City Chiefs, they're worried about number 15. When teams line up to play the Tennessee Titans, like Tannehill is not the first option. It is Derrick Henry that is their main focus and should be their main focus. It's like when Jamal Charles was here in Kansas City. When he was 70% of the offense, that was, as Chuck Brigano said, that was public enemy number one. Yeah, fair enough. And, and it's going to be a tough tough division when you got the, the Colts right there standing in their way, I suppose. And see, I think the Colts are going to be one of these teams, too, in that, that second tier, that second tier bubble, the Colts, the Browns, you name it. But the Titans, I mean, with this Caleb Farley going on the pup list and with, uh, with Bud Dupree going on the pup list, again, coming off an ACL, you would halfway expect it. But I think the Titans weren't. 100%. But anyway, when we come back, Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, joins us live from St. Joe's. We'll talk to our man Pete. We'll do that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 